Hey guys, Future Savannah here. I just wanted to pop in real quick and let you know there's some sound problems with my mic going on, so I apologize for that, but this is a super great, fun episode, so I'm really glad you guys are here and can tune in. Um, so thank you. Enjoy. Watch talk where this week we're talking all about Midnight Sun. Um, but before we hop into the world of forts, how's it going? Hey um, I'm Karina, if you don't remember. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lindsay, and I'm this is Readwatch Talk. Okay, yeah, I forgot that, but whatever. It's uh, been a while. Hello, I'm Savannah. <laughs> I'm Karina. And I'm Lindsay. And, uh, yeah, before we dive into the world of Forks, let's just talk about what's going on in our world. <laughs> How smooth was that? That was good. How's it going? It's been a while. I know, it's been so long. Well, we're still in quarantine day 100 and million. I don't even know. Not counting at this point. Uh, still paying rent at a place that I'm not living at. <laughs> oh. It's been good. <laughs> Um, I did watch the movie that Karina, uh, recommended, Viverium, which was pretty crazy, honestly. It's one of those movies where you watch and you're like, oh my gosh, there's so many hidden layers to this, I need to dive in deeper. Mm -hmm. So I ended up watching, like, a ton of YouTube videos afterwards. Um, (laughs) very awesome. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, like, a weird, a weird movie, you just have to watch it. It's, it's pretty good. Um, I've also been watching The Boys on Amazon Prime. Uh, first time watching something not on Hulu for once. Um, but yeah, it's really good. My sister recommended it to me, and I watched the first couple episodes, and I was like, wow, this is super violent and super crude. And I, like, my eyes hurt at some point. Uh, but it's really good. <laughs> I would highly recommend. Uh, have you guys heard of it? The Boys? Yes, I watched it. Oh, yeah, you told me you watched it. Yeah, so I finished season one. It was really good. It's intense, uh, but it's definitely a very, like, kick-ass movie show kind of thing, so. And then I've also started watching Survivor season one, recorded in year 2000, uh, also on Amazon Prime. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was, like, I was playing Animal Crossing, and I needed, like, I feel like I needed something, like, as a background show. And I loved Survivor. Like, I've only watched maybe a few seasons. So I was like, well, why does, might as well start at the beginning. And it's, like, shot on, like, a square frame, you know, for, like, square TVs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, I'm honestly pretty impressed. Like, all the gameplay was right there from the beginning. Um, yeah, so some good nostalgia. And then lastly, of course, Selling Sunset. Have you guys watched Selling Sunset? No, but I've heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. Okay. Well, I wanted to just watch a house show like HGTV, and I turned it on, and it's not that, but it's apparently, it's a lot more drama than I thought, and so I was like, okay, I don't want this, but the more I started watching it, I'm now obsessed. I'm on season (laughs) two. It is essentially just drama and million-dollar houses. Uh, Karina, I think you would like it. They live a bougie life that you would appreciate. Um, Yeah, that's pretty (laughs) me and my entertainment consumption but wow. yeah what about you guys 
Well, thank you so much for that heavy breakdown of what you've been up to. <laughs> okay the boy survivor and selling sunset and that took yeah. way too long plus i have no, a sore no. throat so i don't even know why i'm being so winded but anyway we love that um okay <laughs> so let me just start again i have been playing fun run obsessively but you all remember that from the last episode and the episode before that but it has um like calmed down I'm not like up until the wee hours of the night playing fun run however (laughs) instead I'm like shopping I've gone I've like gone back to that part of quarantine where I'm excessively online shopping why are you saying that like that's a new thing a new concept (laughs) (laughs) she was like oh guys I'm pretty sure you say this every week what are you shopping for this week? <laughs> what, Lindsay? What do you, do you shop for? Oh, I bought some bathing suits because they were on sale. But that's not the point. I really want to get into... <laughs> you can't even go to a pool these days. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's about having it. It's the principle. <laughs> it's the principle. Anyway, oh. I started the Umbrella Academy. I don't know why oh. I ever slept on this show yeah it's good so I won't any it's like but... the ultimate um hot topic-esque show it's oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no but I watch it I like it <laughs> the so strong good. man makes me uncomfortable oh what what is it? number one yeah Baseball. I don't really like yeah I don't really like him but you know go off mm-hmm. but I haven't watched it so I can't say anything watch it (laughs) well i i have watched the first episode oh i was like what and my sister's obsessed obsessed with it so she tells me all about it yeah so i feel like i've watched it Um, sorry i'm just inserting myself it's okay so i don't know if i said this in the last episode but i watched upload i think i did say this oh yes that one's good you guys should watch that i think so because i think i like gave a well we don't summary. talk outside of this and I knew that so <laughs> oh. oh okay um there was something else there was something else I wanted to say but I totally forgot so if I ever if I remember I'll let you guys know um, I haven't watched Coherence I'm so sorry Lindsay okay. <laughs> I will that's it for me <laughs> riveting um okay so when I was at um, when I was at my dad's house, my brother started watching this show called Santa Clarita Diet on Netflix, and I joined in on him. It has Drew Barrymore as the lead. And <laughs> Wait, I lived in Santa Aunt. Clarita. Oh, you did? Well, maybe you know her. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, <laughs> funny. But it's basically about this family, and Drew Barrymore's character ends up I guess dying one night and comes back as like a zombie but not in the typical way she still looks like human but she only eats people so it's basically how this family evolves yeah and it's like some sitcom-y it's funny it's mostly funny and it's really good um except I'm tired of Netflix giving us these shows like you may have heard of the society and I am thinking what is it I am not okay with I am not okay with this 
and they canceled them after one season. Like Santa Clarita got made it past for like two or three seasons, but on the third season, there's this huge cliffhanger, but it's canceled. So I don't know. (laughs) So I'm tired of this. I think the society too, I was watching it and now it's canceled and now I don't know what's going to happen. (laughs) Yes. And they had renewed it. They renewed it. It was green lit. They were supposed to start filming. Yeah, so this sucks. So Netflix, quit doing this to me because I really hate it because I like the show. And yeah, I watched it way too late. But you know what? Now I'm stuck on a cliffhanger and I don't know what's going to happen. So, but that was fun. That's so frustrating. I know. Up until then, it was good. (laughs) And then (laughs) I rewatched Succession. It's really good. I'd recommend it if you haven't seen it. It's been nominated for like a ton of Emmys. Um, it's on HBO and HBO Max. I'm not going to talk too much about that. But next is We're Here and that one I really want to talk about because this is like a six episode. Um, they're one hour each, but it's really easy to watch and binge. But it's about these three drag queens and it's kind of like in the same realm of Queer Eye as where they go to people and they spawn, like they have a person that they make over, except they don't make them over in the way Queer Eye does. So these drag queens go to these small conservative towns, they get these people, and they make them over, but for a drag performance at the end of the week. And it's so touching. It's so beautiful. Like, it is so good. It's beautiful. And I was watching it with my mom. We were, like, crying. It's emotional. We're here. It's on HBO and HBO Max. It's really good. Like, that show I'd really highly recommend because it's, like, really heartwarming and fuzzy and it digs into a lot of good issues as well, so I'd recommend. Um, but other than that, I've watched two movies, two brand new movies, Mulan. Okay, and then the other movie, <laughs> Thinking of Ending Things on Netflix. Oh, it's um, a movie? Yeah, I'm it's thinking of Ending Things. Um, it was very, it was very weird. I hadn't seen a Charlie <laughs> Kaufman film. Um, but I read that this is extremely what he does. It's very, like, surrealist. It doesn't hold your hand. In fact, it kind of, like, throws you off into the deep end and leaves you to fend for yourself. It's, I don't even know how to explain it other than, um, it's this woman, you never know her name, and she's going home with her boyfriend to have dinner with the parents. And that is, like, the most basic thing, and that... (laughs) Just that is the most basic premise for a non-basic movie. It's like really weird. I don't, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I feel like it was more like. Tony Collette. Yeah, no, there were some good performances. Jesse Buckley, she's like the main lead. She's so good in this. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it's not for everyone. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but it's very good. I'd suggest it. So that's. All I've been doing other than reading this massive book. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty short today for we this We love episode. a dinner party movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. This is- I, Lindsay, you need to watch it so we can like briefly cover it on the next episode. Okay. I'll do it. Yeah, we were thinking of doing, I'm thinking of ending things as our book. I don't know. We could always do it next. I just think, because definitely... Um, the book is a bit more straightforward, but it's still, I've heard, pretty surrealist. It's very weird, mm-hmm. but yeah, 
I convinced my mom to, I was like, mother, watch the trailer. It looks so good. Not knowing what we were about to step into. She was like, oh yeah, let's watch it. And this is a woman who eats, lives, and breathes Bollywood films. So she was like, what the heck do you have me watching? (laughs) She was like, this is not for me. Like, I like straightforward Bollywood. Like, this is cinema. And I don't, I don't understand cinema. about what we've all been waiting for and it's Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer. Um, the description basically y'all is just Twilight told from Edward's perspective and if you don't know what Twilight is do you live <laughs> under a rock? Why I don't are you know. here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> basically girl meets vampire and um, things ensue. Love ensues. Love's in the air. Of the returning players are back. We've got Edward. We've got Bella. We've got Rosalie, Emmett, Alice, Jasper, Esme, Carlisle, Charlie, Renee. What do we got? Jessica, Angela, Mike, <laughs> Ben, Mike. Jacob. We got Jacob in his little puppy dog ways. James, uh-huh. Victoria. James, Victoria, Laurent. Laurent. Oh, Laurent. I said Laurent. <laughs> That's what oh God, Lindsay I has like to pay. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, that Thank was actually you. pretty good. You're welcome. Before we dive into our overarching questions, let's go into our impressions. What do you guys think? of the book the 600 page monster well uh i was honestly i don't know what i expected i hadn't read the twilight i mean i probably read the twilight series what like middle school early high school and then all the movies came out so this was like a long 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 time ago and all my memories from twilight are from the movie i think Cause like as I was reading this book, I was like, "Wait, did this even happen?" Like I couldn't even compare it to the original book. Um, but I felt like it was really well written. I don't know. I was like, I don't know. Especially in the beginning, I feel like I didn't have like very strong initial reactions. I was just kind of like reading it. But after I finished, and then I read a little bit of Twilight and skimmed through everything, like and just comparing the two, I don't know. I thought it was really good. I really, <laughs> I really liked it. I feel like this is like the grown adult version like harder to read version of Twilight because I felt like I had the same just like this is a really long book and I'm reading a lot of words and am I actually understanding what's happening which I feel like is the same reaction that I had with eighth grade me reading Twilight so I guess the good news is that I compared the books and Twilight is very relatively easier to read and shorter and has way bigger font which made me feel better because I was like, I can't imagine as an eighth grader reading this book right now. So I did improve my reading abilities is basically the end story of that. Um, it's the new test, the reading skill test. <laughs> yeah, but also I feel like it was really good to get the insights of Edward because I, you know, and his vampire abilities and stuff. And it was kind of cool just to see the small details that we didn't get from Twilight. Um yeah, and his thoughts are pretty funny, honestly. I mean, he's definitely possessive at points, but 
overall I thought it was really funny especially <laughs> the fact that like in each scene you can hear the thoughts of everyone oh, man. which is yeah which is really interesting I really like that I feel like it added a lot of like I don't know more dimension it was a good supplement to Twilight that's yeah. my long-winded review <clears throat> and Karina's is three words <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so I love Twilight. How many words did you read? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't know that I was going to I was going to expose this to the readers, but I guess I will for transparency. So um so I was reading the digital virgin ver, virgin version and <laughs> so it's actually 460 pages because I I made the font the smallest it could be. And so I think um, I read a considerable amount. I'm not going to tell you where I got to because <laughs> it would mean nothing because your book is 600 and something pages. But um, just know that I'm in the hundreds for sure. And not to just one, the, just one hundreds. I'm past that. I'm well past that. It's getting juicy. But the point is, I love Twilight <laughs> and I love the movies and I'm obsessed and I get like this obsessive feeling like heartbreak afterwards so imagine my shock at myself because I didn't finish the book (laughs) (laughs) I loved it I think okay so I owned every Twilight book I owned the Brie Tanner book I did read the Brie Tanner book and Eclipse um so yeah I did not read the others (laughs) I didn't read Twilight oh but I will vote and I will say that I enjoyed this one more than I would have enjoyed it enjoyed Twilight (laughs) I will say you didn't even for you after this yeah like she I want to like to read it it's like a quarter of the detail (laughs) of the same scenes (laughs) for someone who loves Twilight as much as I do, it's really shocking that I did not read the other books. Yeah, that's, that's really weird. That's I've... how I feel about Harry Potter. You've never read Harry Potter? I read the first four books, and I read, watched all the movies, and I feel like a frog because I try to relate to people who like Harry Potter, but <laughs> I, wow. yeah. I do that's like it, though. So... I just don't know if I can fully say I commit Potterhead, yeah. That's crazy. I do have to say, speaking of Harry Potter, getting to read like a new Hunger Games book and getting to read a new Twilight book has been very satisfying. I I think even if they're like, I don't know, I don't care if they're good or bad, like just reading it has been very amazing. Very good. Very soothing to the soul, I feel like, especially in 2020 when everything sucks. Um everyone's been reverting like the twilight memes because of midnight sun's new release and because a lot of people are finding the movies on amazon and i think now they're on hulu it's just been so great like all these lindsay you don't get to see them we'll send you more but the ones me and karina send each other are so funny i can't (laughs) thank you internet for providing entertainment constantly this is free. The internet is free. And <laughs> but anyways, my um, overall review of Midnight Sun is that it's ridiculous. And I love it. I love it. <laughs> and it's, I just love Twilight, case closed. Um, Edward literally drones on for pages of just his internal turmoil. And I don't care. 
Um, <laughs> and it's I care. just <laughs> well, I <laughs> no, I don't care that it's like so long. I think like it's so funny because you can tell there are some like moments that are outside of like the book I mean not the book there's some moments that are outside of the story we know like especially the whole thing with the Denali and how Edward like Tanya or I think it's Tanya she keeps hitting on Edward and something like you could have a whole story on that weird dynamic that's happened throughout the hundred of the years but she doesn't she like glosses over it it's like the shortest and she keeps going and We'll talk more about everything else, but Midnight Sun, I just, it was really fun to read. It was making me excited. You could tell Edward's like a hundred-year-old man with his language, the way he talks, but it was cool. And it was nice to get more, more moments with like the Cullen family, especially Alice. I love Alice. She's my favorite. And just seeing like the kinship between like Alice and Edward is so cute. Like it's adorable. Um, so yeah, loved it. It's no wonder this is over 600 pages. Like, we've alluded to it before. There will be, like, 10 pages of Edward's thoughts of one thing. I think the thing that comes to mind and what freaked me out the most is when Bella first comes into the biology classroom and he starts plotting how he's going to kill this whole classroom. So there's no no evidence. That's so funny. (laughs) And it goes on for 10, like, I don't know if it's 10 pages, but I think it's at least, like, five or seven or something. And he's like... I could, I could do this, I could do that, what would happen to my family, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, oh my god, Edward, like, you're yeah. insane. <laughs> I know, oh my and god. then you, like, read Twilight, and it's just, like, Bella, like, thinks she smells bad or something, and then, like, leaves. It's, like, one, it's, like, half a paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> Bella's just, like, what? that is so funny. Yeah, I, I saw, like, on Twitter, somebody was comparing Twilight to Midnight Sun, and, like, um, trying to see what chapters were similar what were new chapters mm-hmm. and just like all these cliff notes like that they were writing it was so it was funny um yeah it's almost like the like more deep like vamped up vamped up revamped ooh, version. Pum, ooh, pun intended. Yeah. wow <laughs> it was like here's like the you know the book on training wheels and then now here's like in a, a car like I don't know the comparison's like the same book which is weird but it has a way different level of detail and stuff mm-hmm. and yeah. yes and then the next thing the, I'm just going through some bullet points we wrote of like thoughts that came across while we were reading and the next one Lindsay put the fact that Edward knew Bella would probably be a vampire seriously that was like I feel like as I was reading I was like oh this is kind of cool like you can hear Edward's thoughts and blah 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 but then the fact that like his relationship with Alice and how that works never really crossed my mind when I was reading the series because it's always from Bella's point of view kind of, most from the most part and it's actually really interesting just to see how Edward lives this life like with everyone's thoughts all around him just like constantly like a constant chatter and the fact that like his siblings don't even talk to him they 
just think to yeah. <laughs> for the most part. Yes. Anyway, yeah. so the fact that he could see that Bella might be a vampire, which, spoiler, happens on, like, in Breaking Dawn, or wait, Eclipse? Uh, Breaking remember, Dawn. Way towards the end Breaking of this series, Dawn. that I feel like was not even, like, I mean, it kind of was brought up, but not really. And the fact that he, like, saw it so clearly shook me and yeah <laughs> that's so hilarious that they talk to each other in their thoughts but it makes a ton of sense because i was like re-watching the movie as i was reading midnight sun and i was like they really don't talk much but like in midnight <laughs> sun but you see them focusing or something and then in midnight sun you get it because you'll hear them chatter so much like through mm-hmm. edward's thoughts it is so freaking funny but it and makes the fact so that much they can sense. talk under their breath really fast like yeah. Can't even hear it. <laughs> yes, I did not understand that part. I was trying to like do it in like my. I was trying to whisper to myself really fast, and I was like, "How the heck? Like, how does that <laughs> work?" <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I guess if you have like a really acute sense of hearing, you it could be like a dog whistle, like you know, because <laughs> it's not in our range of hearing. But it is really interesting. Like they can communicate differently. And the fact that I guess it made more sense, like the amount of talking that Edward does or thinking could totally have been happening in real time. Because like between the like dialogue, there's like a paragraph, two paragraphs of him thinking. And I'm like, I wonder if it was just ha- happening like on vampire speed. And it was like literally like in real time as it was written. Yeah. How long do you think it would take Edward to read Midnight Sun? Like five seconds? Yeah. I don't know, but he, remember he was reading that one book? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my he was God. like one it was like page 166 so it depends on how long it takes for her to take a shower i guess oh my god okay and then after he plots and we're introduced to the gullens and he realizes he can't oh and he can't uh change biology classes and bella has this like alluring smell to her he like mm-hmm. runs away for like a couple of days and he's like bye he's like bye cullens i'm leaving forever and then, <laughs> and then alice is like we knew you'd come back anyway i know and then he's like with the denali's which is another clan that i think we meet for the first time either in eclipse or breaking dawn i know for sure they're yeah. breaking dawn but the denali is another like vegetarian clan and there you kind of get like a weird dynamic between um edward and like i said before tanya and it's like really weird she's like aren't you attracted to me and edward's like i'm attracted to no one i've been a virgin for over a hundred years no he doesn't actually say that but <laughs> But basically, he's just like, whatever. And then this is where he's still trying to figure out his feelings, like if he wants to kill Bella or if he loves her. You know, common thoughts. But <laughs> but um, that was really funny dynamic, and he's only there for like a chapter. And then I think he comes back, and he's like, okay, let's do this. Right, uh, did we ever, did, in the original series, did we ever know where he went when he left? Or was this the first time I don't, we figured out? I don't think so. They might have said... Maybe he went with the Denali, but they never, that's what I was saying. That's one thing about Midnight Sun is that sometimes they will introduce new concepts, like maybe that weekend getaway to the Denali's, and she doesn't spend as much time developing that as she does, like, stuff we already know. Like, I was thinking how the James thing, I think at the very end, he, 
Alice gives Edward a camcorder where James recorded like his torturing Bella and she literally goes into great detail of all that even though it just happened like a chapter before and yeah there's a bit more details that maybe Edward wasn't there for but it's also like we know like what happens but I don't know yeah I thought it was funny how I feel like this book she could kind of uh rectify anything she didn't like in Twilight so anytime Edward said something kind of like rude or whatever like his thoughts were like I think it was like during prom like when Bella was like getting really upset that she's going to prom and he's like and then I said the worst thing I could possibly say and then (laughs) you're overreacting or something so I feel like it's almost allowing because I guess like just skimming through Twilight he was a little bit rude and possessive sometimes and I don't know it kind of made it seem I don't know she kind of tried to like level it out yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah because that's another thing like especially you start with because he's reading everyone's thoughts and that's sure to annoy people and like be angry but he's very kind of on the outside he's very uh he's got a rough edge to him and he's kind of pretentious a little bit but then when you read like his inside thoughts he's just like an anxious mess like everyone else like (laughs) he's over he's he's always overthinking especially like Bella like he's literally like what do I do I'm doing something wrong blah 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 are they just you know trying to be human it's super funny to like see him just overthink literally everything which is probably why this is 600 pages but (laughs) yeah I would just say like it was so funny I think one part maybe when they were going to the meadow it's like when they're having like starting their relationship a little bit and I think he says something around like along the lines of how it's like he hadn't had practice with just like socializing with people without hearing their thoughts and so he's kind of awkward because he's so used to relying on people's thoughts to like interact with them and get his way and so it is kind of weird to like now seeing that of how weird it would be if you like can't hear someone's thoughts and how he can't really hear Charlie's thoughts which is also another weird thing that I thought that was interesting like he sees like he kind of hears like the the emotion of the thought yeah that's weird did he ever he didn't even I don't even think there was a part where he talked about how he could read Renee's thoughts though right Mm -hmm. her thoughts are super loud for some that's what he said yeah they're like so weird (laughs) so is it something from like Charlie's bloodline (laughs) I don't know I wish they would have explained that because the fact that he was here on this earth for a hundred years and like has never met someone he couldn't read their thoughts unless he never like I don't know maybe there was but he never like I don't know figured it out and that's on soulmates (laughs) speaking of I know we moved past this like 10 minutes ago but you guys are just on a roll I just want to (laughs) like I just want to briefly bring up the whole Tanya thing I've got, like, seriously annoyed slash mad that there was, like, any sort of, like, flirtation and Tanya was coming after Edward. Because I was like, no, Edward, you're with Bella. But I had to remind myself that this, this is his life before Bella. I just, I literally felt like I was the girlfriend watching my man flirt with someone <laughs> who was not my man. <laughs> Which is funny, because I don't even know if he was, like, full-on flirting. I think he was, like, trying it out, but he's so terrible at it. Like, even with Bella, he's so awkward. He's so awkward. 
<laughs> for a man being with like three hetero couples, like you'd think he'd have more game, but I guess not. Uh, <laughs> that would, that would honestly be very annoying too. Like imagine like you're the only single person in a family of like three couples. Like that must suck. <laughs> yeah, also the fact that like they're in the same family but they're like dating. Are the humans yeah. okay with that? Because they did mention no. Rosalie's favorite thing was like how getting married again. And I was like, wait. Yeah. Well, if cuz I was rewatching the movie and they they make a they make a joke about it like just cuz she's <laughs> like I don't know, but they're all together. Isn't that weird? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. She's like, but they're like, like a matchmaker. Yeah, but they're all adopted. This is really, yeah. There's this whole exchange between Jessica and Angela in the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Jessica's yeah. is annoying. <laughs> I was just about to bring that up. I was like, what the heck? Why is she such a B-I-T-C-H? But in the movie, she, it's like, she is, you know, similar to the character in the book but I think mm-hmm. it's a little more light but also I think a lot of her b-i-t-c-h-e-ness came from her thoughts and well I also <laughs> think because it's like your thoughts are so unfiltered yeah. so yeah. so and also it's being painted by Edward also mm-hmm. third point in my also's you know when you see she's in she really likes Mike she probably she thinks Edward's good looking, but they both like Bella. Like that's sure to you know burn a little bit. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's high also school, it's so it's very dramatic. Right, and it's interesting like how coherent their thoughts are. Like their thoughts are in complete sentences, which I haven't. I don't know. I feel like thoughts are just jumbled all over the place sometimes. So the fact that it's like <laughs> almost like conversational is kind of funny. Also, so. um Mike Newton, who's terrible, and hearing how Edward literally hates this man with every fiber of his being was hilarious. Um, I think he imagines, like, multiple ways how he could, like, punch his face into the wall, or how he throws him into a wall, which is kind of intense. That's funny. That's funny. Oh, Um, yeah, and then Angela... Angel's like so sweet and her thoughts yeah. are so pure and I just like I love that. It was so sweet. She's it was so a good cute. touch. Yeah. I just love there's a part later on where it's like, so Edward or I think Ben wants to ask out Bella oh, or like yeah. every everyone wants to ask out Bella, but Edward knows that Angela likes Ben. So he gets Evan, like him and Evan, like crack a little scheme, and they're like, "Oh, let's do this." Let's. They talk out loud, like, "Hey, that Angela, blah blah blah." It was so cute. It's so funny because, like, that's not even that's like a new scene in the book, which is cool. And you're like, "Oh my gosh, that's how they got together." But also, I was thinking about this scene, and I was like, "How weird would it be if, like, the group of like little loners that don't talk to anyone started talking just?" out loud yeah I don't know I think it would be really weird then would be like wait Angela what the heck because they don't interact with anyone else anyway but what if like Ben was like oh I heard Edward wants to ask you out that would just throw everything off I feel yeah also you want to compete with Edward what if it backfired and he's like oh he's perfect like she's never gonna want me but I I also feel like Edward can read his thoughts so he knows how maybe he'll react like, he knows he wouldn't bring up Edward because if he does, he, you can't compete with Edward. What else? Also, okay, so there's multiple times 
Um, especially when Edward decides he likes Bella, where he <laughs> just sneaks into her room and watches oh her sleep. Uh, it's very weird. Yeah. <laughs> A little endearing, but very weird. <laughs> He's very aware of it, though. He's like, yeah. like I, I swear I'm not a peeping Tom, right? Or I'm like, I'm just trying to be protective, but I feel like it could go either way. <laughs> anyway. I know. I was like wrestling a little bit because I think I think the overall consensus is that it's Twilight. It's he's a vampire. Let's just have fun with this. And I think right, it somehow <laughs> makes it okay because he's a vampire and he's hot. Like yeah. <laughs> then there's a, there's like a whole chapter of them asking each other questions. And I Edward loves Star Wars. Bella reads Little Women. She's Joe. <laughs> I was you like, wow, are thank you. I <laughs> stop. I rewatched the whole Twilight series, and why did they have to do that to Renesmee? I will never understand it. Why the CGI face? Why? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think I, I read. <clears throat> I read an article that they CGI'd the. You know, the, what's her name? The actor. She's. Yeah, they because they take it from her face and they put. Yeah. They try to make the baby look like her, but. Babies yeah, look like they, babies. It's okay. They wanted her to look like otherworldly, so that's why they. I thought they were all to, um, so CGI'd weird, a little bit to be more vampire-y. Or that just like, like makeup? This was, but this was like bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, Renese. Yeah, you have to. I think it's on Hulu now, so you can do a nice binge. And watch them all. Um, and wait, but... what, back to appearance real quick. My thing yes. is, Edward goes on about how the humans always, like, were in awe of us, of our beauty, etc. But, like, does being a vampire make you automatically, you know, beautiful? Because in Breaking Dawn, we see the Romanians or the Transylvanians, whomever, and they're not as <laughs> ice-matching ice <laughs> as the guys. <laughs> Here's what I think. I think it takes whatever you look like in the past, but then it like perfects you. So you're like symmetrical, everything's like whatever, but you're still like yourself. And then also, but I think the charm is with like, I don't know, just being like flawless, but also, you know, they mentioned like people, humans like initial reaction is fear because they're like predator but they don't, they kind of, like, mask it later. So I think it's just, like, this enduring, like, almost, I don't know. But if you see someone that's, like, slightly not human, that, like, I don't know. I guess Uncanny Valley is normally negative, but maybe it's, like, more of a positive. And they said they're, like, really toned because they don't have any fat or anything on them, right? Because it's just skin and, like, whatever Mm -hmm. is underneath. So... I don't know. I guess they all look like Hollister models. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, especially with this Romanian old. guy. <laughs> like, it's not like being a vampire will, or maybe it is. Like, you have you ever seen that SpongeBob episode where, like, Squidward gets hit in the face yes. with a door and he becomes, like, handsome and Squidward? And he gets, like, extra handsome. <laughs> yeah, that's like being a vampire. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah. No, yeah, that's what I'd say. Also, like, she was saying, especially towards the end, like, I think when Charlie meets Edward and then uh, when Renee meets Edward, they they both have, like, a weird, like, fear reaction, but then it's gone in, like, seconds. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. And I didn't realize. I'm really scared. I can tell you that. Wink, wink. What's that? <laughs> I love him. Oh, I said I would not be scared if I met Edward. Wink, wink. <laughs> Anyways. Imagine being a vampire and having a podcast. Like, would you have that going for years? Or would you? Or would eventually, you just... eventually, you'd have to, like, do another podcast so people wouldn't be suspicious. <laughs> Imagine, like, I've been listening to this podcast. It's been on for, like, 20 plus years, man. <laughs> Back to the book, the <laughs> contents of the book. The people are going to be like, this is just them talking about, like, literally anything. What's this? Emma is a himbo? Yeah, what is a himbo? What is a himbo? You don't know a himbo? He is like certified himbo. Wait, let me see. What? <laughs> I was Basically, waiting for someone to explain it. It's like a bimbo, but it's 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 like for a man. It's like a large this is from Mashable actually. Oh my god. This is um a large attractive man who tends to not be very bright but is usually extremely nice and respectful. Oh, that is definitely oh. M. <laughs> and it's notable himbos. This is from Mashable. Notable himbos include Kronk from Emperor's New Groove. Oh. So- <laughs> Soka from Avatar the Last Airbender or Jason Mendoza in The Good Place. A himbo is the human version of a golden retriever. Beautiful, <laughs> incredibly well-intentioned, and dumb. <laughs> and it's been like a huge thing on Twitter lately, himbos. So Emmett wow. is a certified one. Yeah, nice. I agree. Um, yeah, no, everything about Emmett was super cute. Like, just the helping Edward out with Angela, that, and then the way he handles Rosalie, or not handles Rosalie, but the way he, like, cares for Rosalie and wants her to be good. Yeah, um, and having Bella at the end and, like, just reading his thoughts, he was just, like, wanting to protect <laughs> You know, it was yeah, oh. and he's like not the brightest vampire in the box, but you know he'll be there for you. And it's so we still, <laughs> so we stand, Emmett. That's just the point I wanted to get across before we go on to the next point. <laughs> oh, we okay? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, go ahead. And then another point is when Edward. I'm pretty sure this was explained in the other Twilight books, but this was like a refresher to me. How Carlisle was the first vampire, and then it was Edward, and he actually Carlisle made Rosalie for Edward? And it just didn't work out. Well Edmund yeah. came first. Or before Rosalie. So it was like the three oh, okay. they were like a squad, like a fan. And then Edward goes on a rampage and kills a bunch of people. Then he comes back. And then I think they make Rosalie. And then she's like, dude, I don't want to be a vampire. And Edward's like, bruh, I don't want to be with Rosalie. <laughs> and then, uh, and then she finds Emmett. And Emmett was mauled by a bear. And then she's like, I love Emmett. Turns him into a vampire. And then, yeah. Maybe that explains why Emmett 
is constantly <laughs> wrestling the bears because he has a vengeance. He wants to. <laughs> I don't know if he said oh, that already because no, left down. Like how sick you would be because most of the people they bring are like dying. So they don't know them before then. So they don't know how their personality is or anything like that. And they're just like, bruh, just like turn them, bring them into the family and we're going to date now. Like what if they're terrible? What if they're like an awful person? And now they're just immortal and they have to live with you. I feel like this has been giving us our best thoughts yet in this podcast. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, and then Rosalie throughout the novel is very kind of like hostile a little bit, a little contentious. And hers and Edward's relationship is very weird. And I guess it's because of that first misstep. And then from there, it just <laughs> really didn't work out. I don't know. Also, there is a, a part where I think it reveals like, She's just kind of insecure because Edward doesn't find Rosalie attractive at all, or he doesn't yeah. love her. It was a very weird revelation. I'm like, so does everyone else think she is? Does Carlisle have a thing? What is what is happening? <laughs> but sorry, Rosalie. I don't know. She means well. Yeah, it's just a combination of like jealousy of like not being the best in the room, but also like wanting to be human so badly and knowing that Bella would give that up. She's like, I would trade places with her. I don't know. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. And then we get to what I think is like one of my favorite parts of the book, um, the meadow scene. Oh, yes. um, it's so cute. It's just like... <laughs> yes, I got that. Okay, that's a good one. You, you don't have to read after that. It's really cute, and it's really funny, because I think there's a part where Edward's, like, because he's been, like, nervous to show her he sparkles, but he's, like, I have to show her, and he, like, shows her, and he's, like, this is the worst part of my monstrosity or something, and I was, like, dude, like, sparkles are dope, like, yeah. <laughs> you think yeah, that's the worst part? He doesn't even describe them as sparkles, he's, like, fire, and, like, I don't know, more negative terms. But then in Twilight, Bella's like, oh my gosh, she's sparkling. Yeah. <laughs> it's like completely different. It's like this horrific experience for him. It's like so insecure and all this stuff. And then in Twilight, it's just like, oh, wow, you're beautiful. Like, Bella has no idea. I know. She's like, you're dazzling. <laughs> you dazzle me. You dazzle me, Edward. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was so good. I know. And then I think they both. What? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just thinking to myself, like, it just baffles me how you sparkle. You look like literally highlight, like living highlight <laughs> machine. And you are, you think that someone would find you scary because you sparkle? You're not dripping blood. You're not, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's just, Edward, you're a bit dramatic he's if anything has taught if this book has taught me anything is that edward is misdramatic yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah like the sparkles are probably like the best part like i love it i rewatched i rewatched twilight recently and that part was just so so cool i was like he's the sparkles are just so pretty it's pretty i don't know yeah. it's cheesy it's <laughs> it's cheesy but it's pretty i don't know what is it was a cute scene, and then they, like, lay down, and they're like, I love you, I love you, and uh -huh. it's just heartwarming. It's like, man, I'm back in middle school again. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I know, it's crazy to think that when she was like, how old are you? He was like, 17, and I was like, oh, crap, these guys are in high school. 
they're 17. I was like, this is an intense love that they're dealing with here. Anyway, I suppose. This is, but this, this isn't this isn't from the meadow scene. This is actually, I think, um, right when James is or during the James thing. But I, I read this to you guys off the pod, but I'm gonna say just this whole line. If you need like a description of how dramatic Edward is and how dramatic this book is, like this is the line you need to know. It is on page five fifty-four in Midnight Sun. I know, Bella. Believe me, I know. I couldn't believe how diminished I felt apart from her. It's like you've taken half of myself away from with you. I couldn't even finish that. I'm sorry. But yeah, that's how dramatic he is. I love um. him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it. Oh. that's all I've gathered. I've been, you can ask the ladies. I have dr- had dreams about Edward Cullen since starting this book. And it's just- <laughs> I didn't know that I could, these feelings would resurface. <laughs> so on the cover of Midnight Sun, it has a pomegranate. And I can't believe it literally took me till I read this book of why there's a pomegranate. It makes so much sense because of the Hades-Persephone parallels. When I first saw Midnight Sun, I was like, a pomegranate? Okay, cool. And I didn't even, I was even reading like the, this Greek myths book, um, earlier this year and I didn't even connect the dots but when I was reading it I was like oh my god this makes so much sense because if you've never heard of the Hades Persephone story it's like a Greek mythology story and basically Hades is we all know from the underworld and Persephone is like the goddess of I think like spring or vegetation or something basically there's like one day where Persephone is like la 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 on earth and then Hades comes up from the underworld he pulls Persephone down and he takes to the underworld so he could be or she could be his queen, and obviously she doesn't want to do that, and she tries to go back up, but she ended up eating a seed of a pomegranate from the underworld, which means, so even though she escaped, because she had a seed from the pomegranate, she had to come back down to the underworld with Hades, so she would spend six months uh, up in the real world, and then she'd spend six months in with Hades to be his queen. And that's where the seasons come from. So, like, winter is when she's on the underworld with Hades, and then spring is when she's up there. And obviously, Edward refers to it a lot, that he's, like, you know, taking her down to the underworld, the undead, blah, blah, blah. Like, she's eaten too many of the seeds. So that's why there's a pomegranate on the cover. I just thought it was, like, a cool red object that would look nice on a black background, and it kind of looks like a No, that's a good reference to like a beating heart. Like it looks kind of like a heart. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of like metaphors and things, and some of them hit you over your head, like the Persephone's thing. Like I think she mentions it like three or four times. Yeah. I don't know. And I still didn't get it. So thanks for explaining. Yeah. I mean, I kind of got it. I mean, I guess. But also, yeah. you can see, I think it's also good, too, because it, like, drips down. And I guess that goes with the whole being heart. It drips down like blood, so. Oh. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and, of course, it's red, which is a common motif on the covers. All right. And then the next is the Twilight Baseball. But the Twilight Baseball is not the same without Supermassive Black Hole mm-hmm. and the cool bluish thing. So it's, like, cool to read. But I, the whole time I was reading it, I was just like, 
super massive. Yeah. So much better in the movie. I don't even want to read this. <laughs> I know. I was like skimming really fast. I was just like, <laughs> Also, like, I didn't even know what the conflict in Ti- Twilight was. So when they talked about James and Victoria, I was like, oh, that sounds kind of similar. And then all of a sudden, she's like going to be hunted. And I was like, oh, crap. And it all came back and came flooding back to me. I was like, I feel like after the baseball scene till like when they kill James or whatever, I feel like I was watching like reading an action movie. Like, you know, they're like changing the cars and there's like a chase scene and they're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> vehicles, and it's like fast and it's like, exit here. And then it's like, I don't even know. And she's like flashing him the things of Bella being dead. It was crazy. Like the last, and they're chasing James. I, it was insanity. I couldn't put it down. I was like, reading so fast. <laughs> I'm glad you pointed that out because before, like, we never really knew how Edward got there. Like, obviously, you know, maybe he like flies or something, but to see the whole like highway chase and how he's just like going from vehicle to vehicle and like all this. Isn't because there a part where like they get a ticket? <laughs> they get like a ticket and he's like, pay for it, Alice, or something. <laughs> About this like this lady's Porsche or something, and Carlisle sedates her. He like drugs her. He like, and I don't know when they put her on the side of the road. I don't know. It literally. I think as soon as like after the baseball scene, like as soon as James is like, I'm gonna hunt this girl. It like shifts gears and it escalates so quickly. It goes so from quickly. zero to one hundred. It's like it, the like, Fast and Furious meets, and then Alice is doing this whole crime scene, yes. this, like crime show, trying to get away with, I don't even know. It was chaos, but it was really fun. It was just so unexpected. Which is really funny because we all know like the mirror scene, because from Bella's point of view, that takes a really long time because she's there. She's being like tortured, her bones are breaking. I, I, I hate reading that, but... <laughs> but then when you go on the outside it's like literally like they show up Edward sucks the venom and then like they kill James and like really quick and then it goes into the whole like Alice like them coming up with the backstory and Alice doing like this CSI like placing <laughs> things and like, going to the front counter and then like breaking glass it's really crazy it's pretty oh, funny man. She's like, and, she like envisions herself like looking down at her wrist, and then there's no watch, so she's like, I need your watch. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's so weird. Her. She's like, and she says the time out loud so they know what time it was. Like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> and you then know, we get to the end. What? <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say, I've seen Twilight a million times, and I didn't, I don't think I realized that they they left the state like where i'm i'm just i was confused <laughs> like they left forks so i guess i don't remember the movie specifically i like don't even remember the ending really but in the book they split up into three so like rosalie and esme are at back and forth watching over charlie just in case and then edward emmett and carlisle are in one car with Bella's clothes so it seems like basically I guess the strategy was that James would probably follow Edward because Bella would probably be with Edward and then I think Edward, Alice, and Jasper are actually in a different car yeah but I just never realized or flew. that 
they left. That's, I, I think yeah, went to Arizona. Because <laughs> it was like her dance studio when she was little. Oh, yeah. Yes. Karina. Yeah. And then it was like in a sunny everything. hotel. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> No, everything after James is like a blur to me in the movie, especially because it's just like a lot of and like <laughs> and it, it just I don't know. I guess I never realized after all of Edward's overthinking and everything. I was surprised how short he was thinking when he was like sucking Bella's blood or the venom. <laughs> I thought that was going to be like 30 pages. I was preparing <laughs> for something crazy. And it was just, you know, it was mild. Yeah, because in the movie, at least in the movie, I think you see like him internally fighting and then you have the Rob Pattinson song playing over. And then they have like the, and yeah. then they have like the scenes shifting and it takes forever. Like, yeah. It's so long. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like there's no good way to like film that without it being like really comical like oh, <laughs> trying to like not I don't even know but no it's definitely the, one of the lesser dramatic it's still very dramatic but it's one of the lesser which I was surprised and then obviously after that it's like um I the talk with Charlie like everything with Charlie was super sweet um where Carlisle's talking to Charlie and he's like, thanks for looking out for her. Like, I was really worried. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And then you have Renee come in. You have just like, you know, bedside visits. And then there's prom, which is my favorite scene. And yeah. And then you have Jacob come. <laughs> and that scene, other than the fact that he comes to the actual dance, that scene's pretty similar to the movie. Cause he's like, and then it's actually cool to hear his thoughts. Cause at this time he really, he's changing a bit you don't know it yet he grew, like, two inches. He, grew he smells like the vampire scent on Vela, on bella which is you know foreshadowing for new moon but um it's basically pretty much the same like he says the same thing he's like we'll be watching you <laughs> you know <laughs> except you hear like his thoughts yeah. but he doesn't really understand or believe the whole vampire myth yet which is cool yeah and then Edward's super protective. He's like, get away, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> and Which then is at valid. the very, very end, he's like, are you sure? I'll change you. And he's about to bite her. And then he doesn't. And he's like, aha, just kidding. <laughs> and then she's and like, he Darn. just kisses her on the neck. And romantic. then in scene. That's it. That's and, what, well, that's I was on the Twilight soundtrack is so iconic that, you know, I just said how I was like super massive black when we were doing baseball scene but when I was reading the prom scene I was like and I was a quick yeah
anyways okay i think we're getting close to wrapping this up i think yeah. we have a few instagram polls and then i think <laughs> closing thoughts were good i mean these are edward versus team jacob because that's the age-old question and edward won by like a landslide of 91 percent. i have to say i'm gonna i was re-watching the twilight saga and it is a terrible love triangle because they kind of stuff Jacob in there a little bit. Not fair to Jacob, but if, if you were team Jacob, you were just into Jacob, not the whole, like, you wanted Jacob for Bella. I think. Right. I don't know. I think that's <laughs> why. I think I, I remember my middle school years. I think I was strictly team Edward in the books, but I only liked Jacob because I think I liked Taylor Lautner. Like, that was the only reason. But I didn't want Taylor and Bella, or Jacob and Bella to be together. No. Like, if anything, like, Bella tells him multiple times she doesn't want to be with him, and he still goes for it. It's very... And he's two years <laughs> which, younger. Yeah, which is, like, which is, like, Which really, is a lot when you're 17. Yeah, especially because she turns 18, what, the next oh, year? Oh, yeah, that's so weird. Uh, that's a little weird. But could you say the same for Edward? Because he's 17 always. Um, he gets a pass. That's an, we, we don't have to talk about for listening to our Midnight Sun in quotations mini-sode, which I'm sure is going to run pretty long, but <laughs> we had a lot of thoughts, but um, thank you for listening. Um, next week's book is really exciting because I've been watching this show week to week and it's been really good, so I'm really excited to get into the book and for you guys because I don't think you've seen this yet. But it's Lovecraft Country by Matt Ruff, and the show is on HBO, HBO Max. So far as we are recording this, there are four episodes out but i am sure it each episode um comes out weekly so i'm sure we'll get up to episode six but if you follow along to at read watch talk pod you'll know how many episodes we'll be discussing in the podcast but i'm pretty sure five episodes is where we're gonna get to that we'll be discussing so thank you guys for listening as always feel free to email said pod.readwatchtalk at gmail.com with any questions comments concerns and if you could please subscribe or rate and review our podcast in the comment section below. Everything helps. So thank you. And of course, passing it on to Karina. Yes, you know what it is. You know the deal. Follow us <laughs> at ReadWatchTalkPod on Instagram for polls, facts, questions, any announcements, etc. Thanks. What? Is he squishy? Who? Who? Edward. No, he's, he's rock not- solid. No, like, when you're shaking his hand, it feels like you're shaking, like, a statue's hand. Uh, Well, it's not, it doesn't feel like when, I don't know.